Mega Alakazam. Together, we will be able to eat so much pudding slash jello slash ice cream. It's going to be an amazing time. I'd be worried about Mega Alakazam keeping it all for himself. That's what I'm saying. He's got so many spoons. He's not going to share those spoons. Those are his spoons. He doesn't have to reach. He can use his mind. You take your Sunday to another booth. You're still in trouble. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Take a deep breath and clear your mind. It's the Psychic Spectacular. Hey, what's all the commotion about, Clefairy? I wouldn't split an ice cream sundae with the newest Mega. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited for Soul Galeo in Pokemon Go. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 206. It's September 6th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, how are you doing today? Uh, hanging in there. I'm hanging in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. My man's here has got a, a sore throat. My voice is still returning after a wedding this weekend where I screamed and and danced a little bit too much. Um, so <laughs> if we're like, if we sound worldly and wizened, it's not because we earned it. It's because of life. <laughs> Isn't that how you earn it? Oh, you know, you make a fair point. Uh, I might just have to leave that argument there. I think I just just botched it. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you who didn't botch it. Shout out to three ba- brand new patrons of ours, actually two brand new ones and somebody that increased their pledge. Thank you to Nate, JJ. And thank you so much, Tony, for increasing your pledge. We appreciate you all so very, very much. OK, Mr. Kyle, I might have uh, bumbled the opening of this podcast, but let's see if we also maybe bumbled our uh, our goals from last week. Huh? All right. Okay. So last week, Mr. Sir, you wanted to catch three shiny ink. How did that go? I did. I got six. Nice. You wanted to clean out uh, Pokemon storage a little bit. Still, you hadn't done that quite yet. Yeah. um, I think I specified legendaries because that's what I focused on. I think I transferred probably like 100 legendaries that I had sitting in storage. Well, so how do you do? I got rid of like all of my bad Mewtwo that were just sitting around and I got rid of every mole trace that wasn't a sky attack one that I was using. Was today's spotlight hour transfer candy? No, no. I just was doing it to get rid of it. Oh, I don't know. Was it? Cause I didn't do it. I don't know. You know what I noticed? And this, this is a a weird spot to bring this up. I'm going to anyway, you know how they started adding the, in the today view, um, what the bonus is for spotlight hour, right? Yeah. It wasn't there today. I reset my app. I did all sorts of things. I checked for an update. Nothing. It didn't show up. Probably got crushed by the giant wall of everything else that's currently. I think so. Those are my thoughts, too. Like, oh, there's two more modules in this than normal. Maybe there's something. Who knows? Um, But one million experience as well. I did do that. Excellent. And then finish your level 47 requirements. I think you just had like one more thing to do. Uh, no. I, okay. So no, I totally forgot about that. Okay. And I don't know if I would have done it if I'd remembered, cause it was the win 30 raids using a unique species team. 
So oh. just, I don't think I did yeah. any raids this week at all. Mostly because yeah. I don't care about the Axis even a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but this is a good one to do it because the um, the speed form is is easier for you to kind of like go after because with those like underpowered teams, it can be a little touchy. Yeah, but like I can just wait and then do it with a team of six people in a remote raid for a legendary I actually want. <laughs> Very true. Fair enough. Okay, so three out of four for you. Not bad. That's still a, a good score in the world of Kyle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, for myself, I wanted to catch four shiny Inke. I did many, many more than that. I did 15. So yes, one million experience. Try one and a half and all special research. Now, this was only for the Inke day. So that's been done. <laughs> so that's three out of three for me. I needed to clarify because they did add that GBL one. <laughs> um, and then we did have this one for the psychic spectacular which i did finish but the gbl one's not getting finished anytime soon <laughs> okay so i think with that we should probably just hop into the news let's do it yo what up it's the news okay really quick back again to the topic of the inke research day let's take a look at that kyle what was your experience uh how did you feel how many tasks did you do that sort of stuff it was pretty great I, I mean, I have I have one small complaint, but we'll get there in a second. I probably did 60, 70 tasks somewhere in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. All of them, except for like use a super effective charge move, were very easy to complete. Uh, there was that, and then there was, I think there was an urn of candy with your buddy. That was not very cool either, but otherwise still good. Battle in a gym was also kind of a bummer for me as a Valor player. Yeah, that, that can be rough, especially if you only have like two gyms in your area and your team already holds them. You just to trash research. Yeah. That said, trash research was the name of the game because probably like 15% of all stops just didn't give an Inke research. And I'm like, just why? <laughs> it's just an objective negative and I don't I don't really get it. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense to me because it's not like they were like high value tasks that gave you something else that were good that just weren't in K, right? Because that would be interesting to me yeah, no, if there was, was an event thing. No, but, it was just it was just standard tasks. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. I would agree with you there. And I think 15% is a good guess uh, based on my experience as well. I might even say a little bit higher than that. Yeah, it was it was just very frustrating when I'm like finishing up my area that I was playing in before I, you know, drove around for the end of it. Yeah. To like spin a stop that I'd walked to to get like a quest that rewards two pinette berries. And I'm like, this is just insulting. <laughs> <laughs> that task is always insulting. I mean, uh, it is always insulting. insulting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, at least I know I didn't miss out on something better on a normal day. True. True. Absolutely. So did you end up playing the entire time? And, and roughly how many tasks do you think you completed? Uh, I want to say i played two hours i think i went was home by 12 30 ish but okay. i probably 60 somewhere in that ballpark nice did you catch anything else interesting besides nk while you were out no nothing okay i'm excited no hondos no shinies nothing worth mentioning at all I'm excited to share my experience. <laughs> okay. you, you're sitting down. Oh, you! I can see. You can verify you're sitting down. Okay, cool. I so, don't have no fancy standing desk. Oh, that's right. I do. I just don't use it a lot of the time. <laughs> All right. So uh, like I said before, I did 
the the NK Research Day got 15 shinies. I was very, very lucky. And I was lucky because that was only in about 91 tasks. I was tossing the the non-event tasks as well. So I think I probably did by accident like three or four non-event tasks in that pool. Um, but for 91, let's just say 90 to keep it round, 15 is really, really good. Uh, so I would consider myself incredibly lucky and uh, grateful. So now I can help disseminate these golden squids to other people. Also, <laughs> shiny Malamar, it's it's a corn cob. It's a corn cob. Uh, I love it. It's hilarious. I don't know if I agree with that, but I think I... no. What did, did, are you looking at it? I mean, I'm not looking at it at the very moment, but you should take a look. Take a look I mean, and be like, I, mean, well, I, I I've seen it though. Have you? I don't feel like you have. Otherwise, I feel like you'd agree with me. No, it is not a corn cob. What? I think it looks just. It looks You're like a corn crazy. cob. That's like mid shuck. I think for oh sure. <laughs> but anyway, I caught two other shinies. One I hatched, and one I caught in the wild. The hatch was very boring. It was like my 89th bronze ore, um, <laughs> and the ivies were not great. But my first encounter of the day, as soon as the event went live, was a shiny Galarian Zigzagoon. Oh, my and, God. Uh, I was like, oh, funny. this is the sort of day. That is too funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. And I almost sent it to you, but I was like, no, nah, I got to save her for the show. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've also had some luck uh, with the beginning of the Psychic Spectacular event, which we will touch in just a second here. My first encounter today was a shiny Quillfish. And my okay, okay, my one hundo that I got since the last time we recorded, Kyle is, and this is particularly funny for you. It's my second hundo Tortuga. Oh my god! Of all Pokemon, Tortuga, uh, and you couldn't even get like two for a while. <laughs> it's just too funny for me. Anyway, um, I think the event was good. I like these research events overall, Kyle. Yay or nay? Just yay. It was a good time. Yeah. And it was just uh, overall fun. I think field research events are really good. Yeah, me too. I agree. All right, cool. Hope you all had some good luck this weekend with that. But let's move on to our first real news article here. And this event is actually live. It started today. It's the Psychic Spectacular. Trainers, if your memory is as good as Alakazam's, then you may remember a past event all about psychic type Pokemon. Well, we're pleased to announce that that same event, the Psychic Spectacular, will make a return. It's here already. Mega Alakazam will make its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids. The mythical Pokemon Deoxys will be appearing in Raids and more. So when is this happening? It's already started. Again, it started today, Tuesday, September 6th, and it will run until Monday, September 12th at 8 p.m. local time. It's a nice, long six-day event. So I am confident we will have this episode out before it has concluded. <laughs> Featured attack, evolve Kadabra into, uh, oh, sorry, or catch Alakazam in raids during the event to get an Alakazam that knows the charged attack, Psychic. Reminder, Psychic is not bad anymore. Psychic it's not is bad good. anymore at all. It's good. Yeah, it is very good. Wild encounters include Abra, Slowpoke, Drowsy, Natu Ralts, Spoink, Mana, Wubat, Gathita, Solosis, Kadabra, Curlia, and LGM, which was the newly released shiny for this event. I have no idea what those shinies look like. All I know is I haven't seen one yet. It's bad. <laughs> oh, that's kind of a bummer. It's got like <laughs> different colored eyes and that's it. Oh, 
Come on. All right. What about rates? Well, in tier one, you're going to see the unknown E, P, and S and Esper. Now, a, a friendly PSA. These unown cannot be shiny in raids. Correct. They cannot be shiny. Yep. So don't slam them. Sorry, Niantic, but don't slam your raid passes in there looking for shinies. It's not <laughs> going to happen this time. All right. In tier three, though, we've got Alolan Raichu, Wobbuffet, Girafferig, and Oranguru. Did we decide on Oranguru or Oranguru? <laughs> I don't think we decided. I personally like Oranguru, but. Yeah, me too. I feel I still feel like it's supposed to be Orin Guru. The the psychic normal monkey, that one. Yep. Yeah. In in tier five, it's Deoxys, all formes, all forms. <laughs> and in mega raids, it will be mega alakazam throughout this event. Uh, also part of the event or within the event window, rather, Deoxys Raid Day, Sunday, September eleventh from two PM to five PM local time. As part of the Psychic Spectacular event, we're holding a special raid day to celebrate the mythical Pokemon Deoxys. Deoxys will be appearing in five-star raids in all of its forms, and if you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. So this will mean that all forms of Deoxys appearing uh, will be appearing more frequently in raids. Uh, an increased chance of encountering shiny Deoxys, which is awesome to know up front, and earn up to five additional daily raid passes by spinning gems so even if you're free to play you can get probably maybe a good chance at a shiny um, with five opportunities that's probably not bad odds uh eggs this is for you kyle you were like what happened to the seven kilometer eggs <laughs> well now it's smooch them why not in chingling you don't like them in there you don't like no those it's three? literally might be the worst egg pool they've ever released oh chingling is cool chingling's cute that doesn't mean anything all three of them can be shiny, though, and with only three Pokemon in the pool, it's very easy to, to you know, try to target them. So if you're looking for a shiny baby, one of these three, this might be a good opportunity. Might be. <laughs> Field research task encounters will include Balatoy, Chimeco, Elgium, and if you're lucky, Hypno. That's the <laughs> rare one. <laughs> Timed research. You should have seen this already. It's free. Now... I know some people are going to be like, this is garbage. Why? What? I don't like this research. What it is essentially is you need to make 42 curveball throws, not in a row, not great, not nice, no excellent. Oh my God, that'd be no hilarious. Yeah, wouldn't it be 42? Oh my God, I'd lose my throws? mind. That'd be so funny. Then abs would be, uh, there'd be a fire sale. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it gives you, I think it's like eight seven or eight encounters with LGM. Each of those encounters are LGM. And then it gives you some pokeballs and stuff and some experience and one more encounter in the end. And for free, honestly, I, I think if anybody feels poorly about this research, they should reconsider their position because it's a lot of value for a free research. That's very easy to complete for all players. I think it's neat because LGM is the new shiny. So give them eight chances. Great for rural players. They might not have a lot of, of natural spawns, et cetera, et cetera. Kyle, what do you think? What were your thoughts when you saw that pop up? Because I was like, what is this? <laughs> I definitely, I saw it. I'm just like, curve throws. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's definitely, it's not new, but it's it's more of a novel task than we normally get. Yeah. And I think it's good because it's just 
play the game and you'll get it more or less. Yeah. It's and it's just positive. It's nice that there's a bunch of options for research base IV encounters. And if we could keep this as some kind of standard or something to see going forward, that'd be pretty nice for when the Pokemon is more relevant than LGM is. Yeah, I would definitely agree for that. Also, I think they have it figured out that it just feels really good when you have eight tasks that have the same thing and you cascade through all of them, make one curveball throw. It says eight research uh, tasks updated. The uh, the GBL one is great because it's it's 10. Yep. And so then you hit the first one. It's like nine. It's like, oh, I did one. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and then lastly, there's a psychic cup as well right now. Pokemon must be at or below 1500 CP to enter. So it's it's great league. Only psychic type Pokemon will be eligible. Um, the only ban is Mew. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. M- Mew would break that meta. And uh, Mew's a little bit of a wild card for a lot of people because the IV spreads were so strange, right? Yeah, but like the move set is so much more important. That too. Than anything else. So I have to agree. (laughs) But that's pretty much it for the Psychic Spectacular. I I think it's a nice event. It it feels like it's got a little bit of everything and um, it, it feels good. The spawns are nice. What do you think, Kyle? I mean, it's only been a day. I haven't, I haven't played that much, but overall, it's good. I'm glad to see a new Mega as well, especially in a featured event. There's been a lot of opportunities in the past, but it's nice to see okay. it here now. <laughs> Can we just take a moment to appreciate all of the spoons? All of the spoons. What is it? Seven? It's probably got like seven spoons. Every last spoon. We've got one more piece of news. It's very, very short, uh, and it's called the Clefairy commotion and we were like what could this be we don't really have any details about it when we're doing the overview but trainers this year's harvest moon is inspiring a gathering of a certain fairy type pokemon clefairy have been spotted gathering all over the world in preparation for the full moon it seems that a special celebration is about to begin on the night of saturday september 10th clefairy will be appearing more often in the wild from 6 p.m to 9 p.m local time we can't wait to see what you can find by the light of the moon but the light of the moon um that is it yeah. for that article <laughs> that's pretty much it i mean they have like a little you know a segmented module with a picture of clefairy that they'll be out there but kyle and i looked at it and we were talking about the verbiage a while ago we increase shiny chance no no clue something special gonna happen no clue like it, it's just our spawns just gonna be clefairy from six to nine I mean, we've got four days to wait and find out, but yeah, I just don't know if that's a good move. (laughs) It is very strange for two reasons that Chris and I talked about when this announcement went live. One, the time slot is really interesting. Like it's, it actually is very interesting. It's actually the most interesting part, but not interesting enough to get people to do it longer than like 20 minutes. And in Mm -hmm. which case it might as well be a spotlight hour. Except if there's no boosted shiny odds, which is what I personally think it looks like. I think Chris is slightly more of a doubter in that regard. It's just a spotlight hour, except no bonus and three hours long. <laughs> yeah. Not even like, I don't know, two times Stardust, not even like 
twice catch candy. Nothing. So I don't know. It's just, it's very strange. And I'll, I'll probably only get to play an hour of it because I have plans uh, that Saturday night. But fingers crossed that there's something more to it. I wasn't invited for the record to these Saturday night plans. They're they're not my plans. They're a friend's plans. It's her birthday. But I'm also almost always busy on Saturday night. So I was expecting <laughs> you to be like, hey, you've got standing plans on Saturday. <laughs> That's never stopped me from inviting you before. That's very true. That's very true. And I appreciate you for that. But yeah, I, I don't think that they would just have this and not have something. It's either it's either a cover up for something very big or it's nothing. I don't know which one I'd prefer at this point because I kind <laughs> of want it to be nothing. So we can be like, I can't believe it was nothing, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to roll the dice and see like everybody else. I don't want to spend too much time. Uh, you know, speculating over something that but there's nothing to go on. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the very last thing to be said here before we move on to the rest of the show is that, well, you know, those new boxes that just came out today. What about them, Chris? We saw them too. Um, and, and we were going to have a little bit of a, a personal, the two of us blowing out about those boxes right in here. But one of our lovely listeners sent us an email that brings it up. So we're going to save that. We're going to save that chat about the abysmal boxes until then. Okay. Alrighty. Then I guess that means that we can safely and confidently move into gear up. So this week on gear up, we have a mega surprise in the shape of mega Alakazam with its seven spoons. Someone's going to correct us on Discord later and tell us it's actually nine. I'm just going to roll with it. But how does Mega Alakazam look? I've got good news and bad news. Good news. It's better than non-Shadow Mewtwo. That's 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 good news. What? Hold, yeah. hold up. I was expecting you to say a number of things, and that was not any of them. Yeah, it's, it's better. It, okay. it actually is. Bad news. Only if it has Psychic. So... If you have, say, a Hundo Alakazam that you got four years ago, <laughs> well, you're out of luck because, yeah. <laughs> With Future Sight, it's not quite as good. It is better than any other option, but it's worse than a Mewtwo with Psy Strike. So that's a little bit disappointing. That said, well, you can get Psychic right now anywhere you encounter Alakazam. So this is good. That being said, though, if you have an Alakazam now that you want Psychic on, you would still have to use an Elite Charge TM because it won't show up by using regular TMs and you didn't catch it or evolve it during the event. So you will still have to use an Elite TM. Which is, which is very frustrating. You know? I don't get it. I don't I'll, get I'll it. give one comment about that at the end, but I will say it's frustrating because I'm already playing during this event. Why can't I just get my reward for it uh, yeah but and, and also like like plus it's that pokemon is so old it's not like yeah. it's a new pokemon and they want you to do more raids or something like that it's like everybody has a good alakazam from three years ago <laughs> yeah like i didn't even i don't even think i thought about that alakazam i think i caught it from a raid okay. so there wasn't it wouldn't even have been an option back then like i have a hundo litwick sitting there waiting for the day that we get a litwick community day because i can't evolve it because i know better <laughs> Right. 
And now same for this Rowlet that I just got. I just got to sit there. But anyways, we're going to move on because <laughs> I'm going to give you some numbers and then we can uh, wrap oh, this boy. up. Oh, boy. Not too crazy. Anyways, regular Mewtwo with Confusion Psy Strike, its best current moveset. It's not Shadow Mewtwo. 20.9 DPS and 655 TDO. It's pretty good. It's it's the best option for sure of regular Pokemon. <laughs> Mega Alakazam with Confusion and Psychic. 23 DPS and 589 TDO. So it's it's that's a significant amount more DPS for a rather equal exchange of TDO. So it's comparable to Mewtwo, but it's still better. So it's worth having. That said, Confusion and Future Sight. Future Sight is just not very good anymore in comparison to Psychic. A DPS of 21.3 and a TDO of 545.2. It's okay. That That's about it. It is worth mentioning, even with Future Sight, it is better than a Psychic Mewtwo. So if you don't have Psy Strike, Mega Alakazam becomes even better. But oh, Psy Strike okay. is one of the few regular Pokemon I would say is worth an Elite TM. So it still stands out. Right. Yes, and if it wasn't clear, I mean, Kyle did just say use an Elitium, but but Psy Strike is, yes, also Legacy on, on Mewtwo. That said, we do have some other Psychic Megas. Three, but only one of them matters. And Mega Alakazam is better than Mega Latios, just straight up, with Psychic. Without Psychic, it is not better. So it's, just, it's a lot of uh, ifs here, unfortunately. Yeah, but if, if you're looking to purge some luster in the future... You got to go back nah, to luster, the uh, uh, luster ball or whatever it's called is terrible for rates. luster purge, luster purge. Okay. I think it's, so. Yeah. It's bad for rates. Don't, don't oh, it. keep bummer. it as your second move. Learn a new move if you want to keep it. But yeah, I just love the name of that. move. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, a lot of signature moves are, are really good. They have Hydro really Cannon is such a good name. So is Blast Burn. I feel like Frenzy Plant is good, but not good enough. Oh, wait till we get to <laughs> wait till we get to. Solgaleo's signature move. It's a great name. Yeah. That said, can't hurt to invest in an Alakazam, especially because, you know, Abra has literally been out forever because it's future proof. This is as good as it gets until Mega Mewtwo comes out. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no other option unless there's like some drastic move reworks and that shakes everything up that no one wants to calculate right now. <laughs> I was told. And as a closing comment and a final thought, it's probably not worth using an Elite TM on an older Alakazam to get Psychic unless you really like that Alakazam or it's already like level 40 or something and you want to keep using it for some reason. Yeah. Or it's like, you know what, 98, 96 that yeah, you maxed out or your best buddy, whatever the case might be. Yeah. That, that said, I will probably use an Elite TM on my Alakazam once it becomes available. Because it's a hundo and I'll it'll be my mega. And so just it feels worth it to me. But I'm going to say it is definitely not actually worth it if you have better targets for that elite TM. Well, bravo to you for for listening to your heart and not your calculator. <laughs> it's just I don't <laughs> use my elite TMs anyway. So whatever. I know when you were saying that, like, don't use an elite TM. I'm like, what? People don't have a stack of 10 of both of them just at all times. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've used three total. Okay. So I don't even, I know one of them was on my Shadow Mewtwo to get Shadow Ball. And 
I've just been oh, using them whenever I feel like I need to. Like if I'm kidding on a new Pokemon for GBL or something like that. And I've never had a problem not having them. Yeah. Not yet. I don't know. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Kyle. That was actually really interesting uh, to hear that Megalgazam outpaces and outstrips Mewtwo in some cases. That's wild because we've just been screaming Mewtwo is king on this podcast <laughs> for three or four years. So anyway... That means we're going into Pokalore territory. And in this week, we're going to be doing the other half of the coin that we sort of covered last week. Solgaleo, the sun Pokemon. And much like the weird spelling with an E at the end of moon, <laughs> the categorization for Solgaleo spells sun, S-U-N-N-E. I don't know. It also tips its fedora, I guess. I don't under, I just I don't understand. Uh, it's an to obsolete spelling of sun, according to, to be, Wiktionary. Oh, same thing with moon, right? Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I don't funny. know where are they pulling these from. My God. <laughs> some some guys like I've got an idea for a naming convention. Like <laughs> Solgaleo is a large white Pokemon resembling a lion. It has a blunt muzzle with a blue gray nose and pale blue eyes. The top half of its face is a deep blue area that shows a constantly changing starscape. Four yellow spikes frame Solgaleo's head in a crown, and two more pairs of spikes adorn either side of its lower jaw. Each spike separates large tufts of Solgaleo's mane. Solid ridges, red nearest Solgaleo's head and yellow farthest away, poke out of each tuft along the middle, except on the tufts on its cheeks and chin, with the topmost part wrapping around the tip of the tuft. Overall, its mane creates the impression of a stylized sun. Around each leg is a dark orange band, and there is a black spot on each foot. It has three black toes on each foot with long yellow claws. At the tip of its tail is a large black spot with a thin yellow rim. TLDR, Liger Zero with a mane. Yeah. <laughs> when Solgaleo enters its radiant sun phase, its third eye appears on its forehead, a light blue symbol similar to a compass rose, and the starscape turns to streaks of light. The fur on its body glows a pale yellow, and all other parts of its body except its nose turn bright yellow. Now, there's like a radiant moon or a luminous moon phase as well for Lunala, and I didn't realize there were so many different forms for these Pokemon, because they also fuse with Necrozma in certain ways. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know either of these two forms existed. I knew the Necrozma forms were a thing. Yeah. Though. I don't know what I missed, but I don't recall this Radiant Sun phase. I think it's because I used the Master Ball on it right away when we did the encounter. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, known as the beast that devours the sun, Solgaleo has long been honored as an emissary of the sun. This is literally the same phrasing as Lunala, except now it's the sun. It is said to live in another world and returns there when its third eye activates. Its body is capable of holding a vast amount of energy and glows when active. The intense light it radiates can make nighttime look like midday. Solgaleo can create ultra wormholes to travel to and from ultra space. Along with its counterpart, Lunala, it can create Cosmog, which it is said to be the male evolution of. So yeah, it's exactly the same as the other description, uh, except flipped. It can also influence a Rock Ruff's evolution in Lycanroc's midday, for midday form, with solar energy. Awesome. 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 Some stats for our buddy boy, Sol Galeo. Max CP at 40 is 4035, and at 50, it's 4562. You know, I if I had to take a guess without checking, I'm sure it's 
either identical or similar to Linala's CP. Uh, 263 stamina, so chunky. 191 defense and 255 attack. That 255 attack is nice. So the moves are not available for these Pokemon quite yet. So Kyle has done us the favor of going and looking at what they could learn again. And in fast moves, we've got some opportunities here. Iron Tail, Metal Claw, and Zen Headbutt. Um, oh, the opportunity was to be bad, by the way. I forgot to say. Charge moves uh, includes Psychic, Flash Cannon, Heavy Slam, Future Sight, and its signature move is Sunsteel Strike. Kyle, you're right. That is a metal name. Yeah. <laughs> that is sweet. And and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. And I'm going to pass on over to Kyle, who has many more opinions about these moves than I do. With the list that I was looking at, which is to say it's move set from the main series game, it doesn't look good in Go, at least from a PvE perspective. Hmm. With the best possible move set that it can get for Steel, it doesn't even come close to Meteor Mash Metagross. And that kind of is all there is to say. And yeah. Zen Headbutt as a fast move for Psychic is just like, you're already DOA. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, we were just discussing how competitive the very top of the Psychic world is. And then the King was half dethroned, but not fully. You think Soul Galeo going to come in here and be on that list? Absolutely not. Not for Psychic. It also bears mentioning that there is a common misconception that Soul Galeo, Kyle and I literally just did this before we even recorded, that it's fire type. It's not. It's steel psychic. Psychic. Or is it psychic? Psychic steel. steel oh, okay. technically. Some psychic people are sticklers steel. for primary and secondary. I'm not one of them. Yeah. So if you're like, why doesn't this thing that's on the sun have like fire blast or something? It's because it's not its type. <laughs> because everyone has been asking that for, I don't know, 10 years since X and Y was announced. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sun and moon. It's just strange. But th- <laughs> if you're wondering what happened with that, it's because that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's pretty much it for the Poke lore there. We've we've wrapped up the two, uh, the the duo, the box legendaries for Sun and Moon. There is the third, and maybe we'll maybe we'll discuss that third next week. Not entirely sure. I don't like the geometry Pokemon. Not a big fan, <laughs> personally. I, I do, I do, but I know, and and for that reason, we will cover it with gusto. I assure you. <laughs> Okay, without further ado, let's pop into the Poke Poll for this week. So last week's Poke Poll was What are you looking forward to the most from the season of light? First response from Cross Dragoon 23, and they said, Mega Alakazam. Together, we will be able to eat so much pudding slash jello slash ice cream. It's going to be an amazing time. I'd be worried about Mega Alakazam keeping it all for himself. That's what I'm saying. He's got so many spoons. He's not going to share those spoons. Those are his spoons. He doesn't have to reach. He can use his mind. You take your Sunday to another booth. You're still in trouble. (laughs) Our next response is from Triptando. And they said, I'm looking forward to the inevitable Solgaleo and Lunala release this season. We already have their pre-evolution Cosmog, so it's bound to happen, right? I think they are amazingly well-designed legendaries. Please, Niantic, I pray to Arceus, don't ruin their movesets. Boy, do we got bad news for you. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't need the help. (laughs) I don't... There's... Still potential for Lunala, but I don't know how you save Sol Galeo's movesets. I could have missed something. The lists of moves are long, and 
my knowledge of everything is not the best, but poor Sogaleo. Please, Lunala, we, we can fix this. <laughs> Next one's from Clifton B. And they said, hopefully we get Litwick Day in October and maybe a Hone Edge release. Oh, it just like, you can't do that to me. I don't get my hopes up. Not like did this. Did you send us in? Did you send us a response, Kyle? Is this just you pretending to be Clifton? Hmm. Oh, oh, please, my heart. I'm saying, <laughs> look, Litwick Day. It's shaping up to be October. That said, last year we got Duskull, so I don't know. I liked Duskull Community. Yeah, but day. its shiny was already out, and you already had four yeah, of them at the time of the day. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's right. I'd take I'd take no new shiny in October if they released Hone Edge and not make it like a ten or twelve K egg exclusive. There's no chance though. Hone Edge is hundred percent like a twelve K egg. Not yeah, I was about to say now that you've put that out into the universe, it's exactly what's gonna happen. But I mean we already knew that. Look, when Hone Edge comes out, it's gonna be twelve K egg. I think it's gonna be ten. I no. I I think they're gonna go the full like salazzle, well, salandite route with that one. And it's going to hurt a lot. <laughs> yes, it's going to be personal. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Our next response is from Lachlan via Spotify. And he said, hopefully some fun new decks entries from regions outside of Alola. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Hisui. Yeah, when are our Hisui starters coming? I don't know how they do it, but I would say they probably just put the finally evolved forms and rates. Yeah, that was that was my initial thought as well. Maybe or they just event. make an event where you can yeah. evolve it and that's it. No more. Mm-hmm. Or an item. Or an item that you can get and choose to do a split. But I feel like the other two options are so much simpler I, than that last I, one. I, I yeah. think if Niantic could get rid of all of the items, they would. They just the evolution items? Yeah, I yeah. think if they went back, they would have done um you know how they like the original Flareon, Jolteon, and Vaporeon was just a random dice roll yeah and then they were like well let's consolidate this when they did the Sinnoh stone stuff and the unova stone stuff i think they I, I bet you they probably just wish they hadn't gone that route at all yeah but i bet you they also didn't really have a choice at the time and mm-hmm. they probably had to fight for the concept of the Sinnoh stone with the pokemon company yeah and only now do as everyone realize oh wait it doesn't it doesn't really matter that much <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our next response is from Mr. CPHD via Spotify. They said, Guzzlord, because I love the way they remade Snorlax is now getting more love within the Pokemon community. And also Lunala, because I love playing Pokemon Moon. I agree with both of these. Guzzlord. Oh, Guzzlord is such a good design. Mm -hmm. You agree with both of those except for loving playing Pokemon Moon. Well, yeah, I mean, I I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. Not at the time. No, I'd love to go back to it now, but I don't know. It's just like, why go back to it when I could just wait for Scarlet and Violet to come out now? True, true. That's it. Guzzlord, supreme design. It will probably be, maybe we get it at Halloween too? Just throw everything in October this year. It's in the loading screen. It's in the background. I really hope so. I mean, part of me wants to say stuff has been in the background for like 10 months before we got it. But then the other part of me is like, it's literally a Halloween-themed background, so that seems really yeah. unlikely. And it's a little big. 
Yeah, and it's even though it's proud in the background, it. the silhouette is front and center in that design in a big way. You know, it wasn't like a lake spirit in the corner of a big like uh, mural that they did for the anniversary. Remember that? Yeah. So, but like Tyrant was basically front and center and it probably took three months before that came out. So I want to push back, but I don't remember any facts. I don't actually remember anything either. I'm making that up completely. This is just on oh, field. Darn it. Oh, I folded. I should have gone all in. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I'll try and look that up. Maybe the wiki has when all of the new load screens came out. I highly doubt it. And I'm not going to go find out when they came out. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. I could have sworn I've seen that before. Uh, Anyways, we're going to move on now. (laughs) The next response comes in the form of an email from Greninja Muffin. They said, hello, Chris and the other guy, JK. (laughs) Love you, Kyle. So this is in response to our poke poll from two weeks ago about best babysitter type Pokemon, I believe was what we said, right? Something like that. Yep. And Greninja Muffin said, my answer for the poke poll after some deliberation would be Blissey, Lucario, and Mantine. Blissey has the snacks for a picnic. Lucario can sense emotions so you know if the kid is doing okay. And Mantine would be really fun to swim with. Greninja Muffin. That's, that's a pretty good trio. I didn't even think about the sensing emotions, especially for young kids. I always forget about that with Lucario. That's because Lucario should be fighting Psychic, but it's Psychic Steel because Steel is cool. That is true. And Lucario is just a dog edgelord, so had to be cool. Thank you very much, Greninja Muffin, for the email slash Pokeball response. Next one is also in the form of an email from Pokemaster Sam. They said... I'm looking forward to Mega Alakazam the most. I started playing right before its community day. I heard that it had one of the most rare shinies in the game. <sighs> before the community day, it was released for only an hour during an in-person GoFest. Yep. Yep. I played all six hours of that community day and caught over 25 shinies and a couple of hundos. Oh, my. That's the real, that's the real trophy right there. <laughs> Recently, I focused my lucky trades on getting Pokemon that can Mega Evolve. I have every Pokemon that can Mega with minimum IVs of 96%. I'll be all set when the next Mega is released and go. My most recent trade was for a Purified Houndoom. Shadow Pokemon can't be Mega Evolved, but Purified ones can. Purified Pokemon require less Stardust to power up, and Purifying one also reduces the cost to add a second charge move. A lucky Pure Pokemon has an even lower Stardust cost to power up. The Pokemon I'm going to Lucky Trade for next is a Purified Banette since its Mega is rumored to release this fall. Sorry for the long email, Pokemaster Sam. They're all great points about cheaper Purified Pokemon. I didn't really even think about Purified uh-uh. and Lucky as well. It's probably really cheap then to, to max that out in comparison. It's got to be. wonder how that stacks. Yeah, I wonder if it's percent and then percent and they're both based off of the base or if the second one is percentage based off of the new base. Math. Uh, oh, man. No, that's that's really interesting. I just don't like I, I think I've come to the conclusion recently that I just don't like the aesthetic of purified Pokemon. <laughs> OK, and it's a shame because a few of my hundos are purified. We had this discussion. I feel weird about them. I kind of want to delete them. <laughs> But it's just, I don't know, something about it. It's something about it. Uh, 
I don't agree. So it's it's fair. That's okay. I realize I'm probably alone in this or this complaint. I'm just not a fan. I don't understand. But I completely forgot about the reduced costs. So this is brilliant. So if you're if you're you know low on resources and you're trying to power up a lot of Pokemon, especially for Megas, just like Pokemaster Sam is, this is such a great tip. So yeah, I would rewind, maybe re-listen to that, take some notes if it's interesting <laughs> and important to you. Uh, we have one more. Oh, by the way, thank you, Pokemaster Sam. We have one more response. It's a voicemail, and we're going to play it right now. Why would Ordino be the best babysitter? And so I said, if I'm Megavolt Ordino, maybe, maybe it has better healing power. Just so it, a baby doesn't cry. And also to do a good mess up. And she. <laughs> That's cool. So that was a great voicemail response from one of our younger listeners as well. Their father sent us a uh, an email with that audio file attached. Uh, and it was a little quiet for us. I'm going to boost it in the edit. But just in case, for some reason, it, does, it doesn't come across. He sent a translation over as well. A, or sorry, rather a transcript. And the audio text is, Nurse Joyce said, if I mega evolve Audino, maybe... It will have better healing power so the baby doesn't cry. And also, it could do a good massage. <laughs> One I missed I did miss the last part of that because it was too quiet yeah. on our end. So that's that's great. That's great. The first I part, that. I definitely got that. And I, that was great. That a good massage from a Mega Evolve Audino. Good call. Good call. Way to flex the Mega. Nobody else sent us in a Mega as a response. And uh, and they missed out. <laughs> but thank you. So for this week's Pokepole. We have, what animal or object would you like to see a new Pokemon designed after? Bonus points for a name. There's a lot of ways you could go with this one, Chris. Do you already have an answer ready? Uh, you know, I thought I did. I definitely don't. All right. I'm going to go with the first one that like came to me because I was like, what animal do we not have? Because objects are really, they could be literally anything. Yeah, that's pretty much just Rotom Evolution at that point in time. Uh, it's got to be electronic but yeah 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 i want to say a dolphin okay we don't i'm pretty sure we don't have anything based on a dolphin no you know i've heard other people point that that animal out too it is kind of wild we don't have dolphin you know part of me is like oh i wonder if they do that because they think that dolphins are just they're too intelligent to be riffing on and then i remember that we have octopus pokemon and i'm like yeah also really smart animals and you know what? Mr. Mime is a, is a based on a human, and I've heard those are pretty smart. Yeah, but we're human, so we can make fun of ourselves. True, true. Mr. Mime is just a reflection of our of our souls. Yeah. And so <laughs> is Hariyama for some of us, myself included. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. You know, I've heard I've heard the dolphin one before. I've heard flamingos. We don't have a flamingo Pokemon. Um, but as far as like objects are concerned, cause I feel like I kind of want to do that. I would love to see a sewer cover as a Pokemon. Okay. That's because I think it'd be really, it'd be very interesting in a game. Like, you know how they, they started adding like stunned fist cause you could step on them and have like encounters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It would be like that, but in a city, you would never be truly safe from random encounters. You I, walk over a sewer. So I also have an answer for an object, but I want to comment my image first. I picture okay. The hole is part of the sewer Pokemon. 
So it's it's not just a sewer cover, but it's like it's an entire hole in the ground that moves with it. Like yeah, like uh, diglet, a trio <laughs> or diglet. It's a flat diglet. <laughs> yeah, it's a flat diglet. That's a very funny. It also has though. steel typing, just like the Alolan version does. <laughs> steel poison, or steel dark, or steel water, because it's a sewer. Oh, I don't know. It's actually kind of an exciting idea. Anyway, what, uh, what's your object? I'm curious. A Rubik's cube. Ooh, I, I, I can't think Ooh. of how exactly to translate it right now, but it could be psychic type, and I don't know. It could change forms because there's, you know, several very iconic shapes for the Rubik's Cube. So, yeah, yeah. As it, that, it could, that seems like it'd be a fun one. If it's if a stack attack with a bunch of different colors on it, like a Blacephalon and a stack attack got together. Yeah, exactly. And it could have some kind of really fun signature move based on the complex variations or something like that. I don't know. Seems like there's something there to be had for sure. Mm hmm. That that's a great that's a great idea. But I bet despite how good our ideas feel to us, we will be uh, shown up by our fantastic and creative listeners. So, dear listener, if you would like to send a response in for this week's Pokeball question, which again is what animal or object would you want to see a new Pokemon designed after? Bonus points for a name, which we didn't do. <laughs> we'll get extra credit next week. We'll do that. Uh, you can respond to this question when we post it on Twitter. If you're a patron of ours, we have an entire Pokepole channel dedicated to collecting responses for this. You can also send us a email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can leave us a voicemail with your answer to 262-586-7717. And finally, our newest avenue for collecting responses is via Spotify. You can actually take a look at our episode on Spotify and there will be a Q&A question posted there and uh, an extra little carrot on the stick there is that if it's a real good one i can choose to pin responses and they will actually show <laughs> up in spotify for other people to see so there's some motivation for keeping it family friendly and creative if you're interested in that all right so i think that's gonna be uh it there for that and i think we should probably move into emails and voicemails except oh no we've got this other thing to do and it's to listen to Fish and DeFi E help us improve our PvP prowess with another wonderful PvP corner segment. Very excited. It's nice to have all four of us on this show so consistently after that. <laughs> it was such a whirlwind few months. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Passing it on over to the two of you. Hi, I'm Fish on Nahida. And I'm DeFi E250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that other podcasts are crying out to be nerfed. DeFi, what is going on in PvP? Well, let's go ahead and start off with the Go Battle League. Starting tomorrow, September 8th, uh, from this recording, we have the Open Great League still. And then we transition from the Little Jungle Cup remix into the Psychic Cup. The Psychic Cup is a Great League Cup, psychic types only. The only banned psychic type is Mew. So, Fish, what are you thinking about the Psychic Cup? Personally, I'm liking Victini. <laughs> yeah, my, my thoughts are still the same from when we covered it last week. I think Malamar is going to be just way too OP. I think it's even going to be more OP than that supersized Bukatini. 
we will have to see. I'm excited to give it a shot, but I've also been playing around in the Open Great League. I haven't done too many sets, but I've been playing a little bit, and what I have been playing has been in the Open Great League, so I want to practice that plenty. Looking ahead one more week in September 15th to the 22nd, we'll have the Open Ultra League as well as the Weather Cup. The Weather Cup is an Ultra League Cup, so 2,500 CP and under, where only fire, water, ice, and rock types are allowed. Top of that meta, XL Cradilly is the top of Mm. the Weather Cup, and I think that's really interesting. It's funny because, uh, like I mentioned last week, I appeared on the Waylords podcast and we were talking about the Weather Cup. We brought up the custom meta rankings because the official rankings weren't out yet. And it was so funny. We, th- um, The top four were all grass types and we thought that grass type was one of the allowed types because of that. It's really interesting how grass types are so well represented here despite not being an allowed type like you said they do cover the water types very nicely and they cover the rock types very nicely Um, fire and ice are a bit different but a lot of those grass types have secondary typings that allow them to resist ice and fire move so yeah i think grass might be an interesting direction to turn Yep, and the only three grass types in this cup are the ones at the top here. So yeah. Cradilly, Ludicolo, and Abomasnow. So you could definitely run a triple grass team. Only Abomasnow is super weak to fire. That's a great idea. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I have those fish. Sometimes I have good ideas. Next up, we have Open Ultra League continues through the 29th of September, and we have Ultra League Premier Classic coming back in. So... No legendaries and mythicals and no Pokemon that have been powered up using Candy XL. Something else, speaking of peeking ahead, we want to make sure we keep on your radars. Go Battle Day for Guzma, which is on Saturday, October 1st. It's going to be during Open Master League and Master League Premier Classic. Um, Quadruple Stardust win rewards, 20 sets instead of five. So 100 battles total, just like we're used to. There's a timed research all day where you can get XP, Rare Candy, and an Elite Charge TM. Also in the research is a watch and a bracelet that is inspired by Guzma. If you've already hit rank 20 at that point, you don't get another one. Only one for you. (laughs) What if I want another Guzma bracelet? Too bad. Too bad. (laughs) So keep it on your calendar Saturday, October 1st. Next up, we covered all the GBO updates from last week, but we thought we would turn a little bit of attention to the just regular seasonal spawns and just give a quick pass over them to let you know what we think are the most important ones to focus on from a pvp perspective so we've got the city spawns and we took a look through that we think jigglypuff magnemite and umbreon are like your your top tier your s tier pokemon that you want to look for Uh, specifically umbreon with that xl candy you get guaranteed xl candy for catching an evolved pokemon Next down, we've got Muck and Electrode, and I've also got Machop here. Now, there are different reasons for each of these. Machop is absolutely top-tier meta, but it's more the shadow version that you want. So catching Machop can get you candy to maybe power up your Machamp for Ultra or Master League, but you probably won't actually use the regular form you'll be focusing more on the shadow version muck can get you xl candy for maybe an xl grimer or a lowland grimer or maybe an alolan muck for ultra league 
and your electrode can be really good in some of the limited metas. Taking a peek into the forests, there's nothing really as good as some of those city picks in there, but a couple quick highlights. Pine Co. Uh, is really fun. You can do an XL Fortress and Ultra League. Fortress can also be a niche pick in um, Great League as well. And then Hisuian Voltorb, uh, which evolves into that Hisuian Electrode, which can play a really nice role in those restricted metas because of its grass and electric typing can play uh, just a really interesting part of a line of three. In Mountains, we've got Clefairy, which I mean... Makes sense that that's a mountain Pokemon. Um, that's uh, like pretty good, like underrated for Ultra League, I feel. I think that's a top meta pick. Snorlax, of course, is one of those rare ones that works in all three leagues. I put Dino in there. Not really the front of the open Great League meta, but so good in limited metas that I thought I would put it in that kind of first group of the really important ones. For the not as important ones, but still handy, I put here Sand Slash because, look, first, I think Kanto Sand Slash is a bit underrated. Secondly, uh, getting those XLs for your fully XLed Sand Shrews. Um, uh, Sand Shrews got a lot of nice play and can be really good in limited metas too. And also, Alolan and Kanto Sand Slash both need to be XLed for Ultra League if you do plan to play them there. Taking a look on the beaches, we have Pelipper spawning, and Pelipper is really fun. Again, shines a little bit more in restricted metas, but can have some play in the open Great League as well. Uh, Some other picks include Seal, Mantine, Phoebus, and Carvana. Dugong, of course, evolving from Seal. You need to pay, um, have elite TMs in order to get the correct moveset on it or wait for kind of a special day. Um, Mantine can be really fun in gr- the Great League. Uh, Milotic, Great League and Ultra League is a really, really solid pick, can run Waterfall and Dragon Tail. And then Carvana for Sharpedo, which is an incredibly glassy Pokemon. Sharpedo is water and dark, but can put out a ton of damage. In the Northern Hemisphere, you've got Scyther, which can evolve into Scyther, particularly good for Ultra League, and I think even better in your Premier Classic meta. So very good opportunity coming up for Scyzor. Dratini to make a Dragonair and a Dragonite, which are both very good in different leagues. Chikorita for a Meganium. And I'll throw in Cyndaquil there because I got some really, really nice results with Typhlosion in Open Great League towards the end of last season. Then we have the Southern Hemisphere. Nothing really <laughs> S tier for you down there, Fish. Typical. But Chance, you put didn't put Chansey in the S tier. Come <laughs> on now. Chansey is like top tier timeout strategy with Chansey. It's, it's I mean, I, I never see Chansey in open Great League myself. I don't know about you. It tends to, I think it tends to come out a little more in limited cups. That's fair, but it makes for a really good timeout strategy. You need to have a yeah. perfect, completely XL'd. I have almost all the XL candy, but I still don't have a hundo chancy. I'm hoping to hatch a happening at some point. Yes, that would be amazing. All right, Fish, why don't you run us down? What are an eggs this season uh, that really stand out as a Pokemon that you can use in PvP? So in the two kilometer eggs, we've got Cleffa to evolve into that Clefable. 
Fomantis, Lorantis is like real underrated in Great League and in limited metas as well. Like, check out Lorantis. Um, and we've got Pichu here, which is a very fringe pick. It's a definitely a secondary pick, but Raichu can be quite good in restricted metas. In the five kilometers, we've got Miltank. Miltank DeFi. <laughs> I love it. Whitney's out there rejoicing for rollout Miltank shaking it up out there. <laughs> um, and as secondary picks, Tyrogue to evolve into one of the Hitmon family can be good in restricted metas. And Elekid, because Electivire is kind of like kind of like a Sharpedo in that it's there for a good time, not a long time. It's there to do damage and then go away. Uh, in the five-kilometer adventure sink, we've got Shield on, of course. Get those XLs for your basket on. Munchlax, which Snorlax is good, but Munchlax can actually be good in Great League on its own. Carablast for your Escavaliers and Happiny to evolve into your chances and get those XL candies to max it out for Great League. Taking a quick peek at those 10-kilometer eggs, if you're lucky enough to get them. Uh, in regular 10-kilometer eggs, you have Jangmoo. We saw Hakamoo and Komoo both dominate the Fighting Cup, which we don't have this season, but they definitely showed their use in that cup. If you take a look at the Adventure Sink eggs for 10 kilometers, then you add in things like Dratini, Beldum, and Gibble, all of which are fantastic community day Pokemon that you kind of need those legacy moves for, but you could hold on to them, maybe get some candy uh, and hold on to some of these Pokemon to use in the Master League with their legacy moves. Also, you have Riolu, which I don't believe you can hatch and then use for Lucario. Um, it's a little better to try to trade, but Lucario is a really good pick overall in the Great League. Um, I think you can even, I think, can you use um lucario in the ultra league does it yeah yeah it's i think it's got play in ultra league i also think um it is possible to hatch a Rayolu that can evolve straight into a great league lucario i think it's like the odds are low but i think it is possible but yeah generally you'll have better odds if you trade and then gumi uh to evolve into gudra which is a really really fun dragon type pick uh that can be used i've seen it in great league and ultra league personally and i'm using it in my primeval cup Ooh, it's uh sweet. it can beat tapu fini in the one shield if it manages to bait Ooh, and that's for sylph factions and speaking of sylph let's do our sylph check-in really quick we promised you last week we would bring you your winners of the sylph continental tournaments and we have done just that in the asia pacific region Azirox won, and their team included an Altaria, Umbreon, Lantern, Galarian, Stunfisk, Lickitung, Alolan, Ninetales, Metacham, and Trevenant. If you're thinking DeFi, that's eight Pokemon. You're right. Uh, <laughs> the Continentals meta was pick eight, and then your opponent got to ban two of your Pokemon. So those were the eight that Azerox chose. If we take a look at the U.S. and Canada winner, that was Bopper. That's the one that I was able to cast with Sosaflow over on Team Rocket Academy. Bopper's eight Pokemon were Lickitung, Shadow Swampert, Metacham, Sableye, Bastiodon, Shadow Beedrill, Altaria, and Alolan Ninetales. And Bopper really just ran solidly the Lickitung, 
the Metacham, and the Altaria, throwing the Sableye in there once in a while. Just kind of running that same line in three over and over and absolutely annihilating the competition. It's really fun to watch. Um, I highly suggest you go check it out. The EMEA region, so kind of the Europe region, you have BBlicious was victorious. If we take a look at their team, they ran Metacham, Bastiodon, Umbreon, Altaria, Lickitung, Shadow Nidoqueen, Alolan Ninetales, and Trevenant. Then if we move over to the Latin America region, Zappa 9 was the winner there. And if we take a look at Zappa 9's chosen eight Pokemon. We have Metacham, Skarmory, Alola Ninetales, Umbreon, Shadow Needle Queen, Lickitung Trevenant, and Lantern, the newly buffed Lantern. Water Gun Surf being a really good move set for it. We love to see Water Gun Lantern making a return. And yeah, those are our winners. According to the Sylph Arena, these four have earned a seat to compete in the World Championship this month. Who else will join them in the remaining 28 seats? Details will be released soon. Spoiler, if I were to make, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, if I had to make a prediction, I would say that previous world champions, as well as maybe top global competitors, so really highly ranked people in the Silph Arena, may also be joining mm. those twenty-eight spots. But we won't know for sure. But when we do, we will definitely report back. Next up, we have our Play Pokemon section. This is a thing now. It's a, it's a regular thing, the Play Pokemon section of PvP Corner. And the beginning of the Play Pokemon season for 2022 and 3 is happening just next weekend. We've got a group of three regionals happening, and then there's a little bit of a break between the next lot. But we've got Baltimore is happening on September 16th to 18th. Bilbao in Spain. Is happening also on the 17th and 18th. And Porto Alegre in Brazil is happening on the 17th and 18th as well. So if you are in any of those areas, study up because your first regional is happening very, very soon. This is super exciting, uh, and I am very excited to report back on the coverage of these events. I'm excited to see which ones are going to be streamed, and it's very interesting that these are going to feature Pokemon Go and TCG only so far. Uh, the VGC is on pause until after January when Scarlet and Violet comes out, and people have had a chance to play it. So maybe a little bit smaller because we're not going to have the VGC there, but also an opportunity for people to maybe try some new things. Next up, Fish, we've got a contest. We've got some things to give away. Yeah. So, okay. Let me let me uh, start by asking you this question. Can you remind us again, for anyone who hasn't heard you talking about it, what did you name your buddy Lickitung? My best buddy Lickitung, his name is Lick Jagger. He is the rank two Lickitung uh, at level 41.5. Yeah, which I think that's that's a such a good name, and it inspired me to when I started buddying my Lickitung. It was a female Lickitung, and I named it Licky Minaj, and I get a lot of good comments about that. I was actually uh, about to battle someone a few days ago in the Pallet Town PvP Discord server, and I'm I'm going to give a shout out to Greninja Muffin. I saw they had buddied a Lickitung, and he had named his Lickerless Cage. Excellent. <laughs> right? I thought it was it was so good. I found that very funny and it gave me an idea which I have 
gone to Chris about, and he is all for it. He is ready to facilitate this and provide prizes for it. I want to see who can come up with the best name for their buddy. So I'm thinking this has got to be a pun on a celebrity's name. And it doesn't have to just be Lickitung. You can make it any Pokemon you want. So you could buddy a Giratina and name it like Giratina Turner. So what we're going to do, if you want to participate in this contest, make the Pokemon that you want to name your buddy and give it a name that is a pun on some sort of celebrity's name. Take a screenshot and upload it to Twitter with the hashtag GoCastNamingContest. Or if you're on the GoCast Discord server, you can hit us up there. We'll make a channel for competition entries. And in two weeks' time, the one that we think is our favorite, we will award them with a $20 iTunes or Google Play gift card. I am very excited to see what these creative trainers can come up with. Next up, we've got our... I'm so excited for this. <laughs> I want to see this so badly. All right, so next up, we've got our mailbag, and we promised a couple of correspondences last week, which we are getting to now and really excited for it. So the first one is from Kin. Kin says, hello, DeFi and Fish. First off, I want to say that the two of you are a fantastic addition to GoCast, and I'm very thankful Kyle and Chris brought you on. Well, thank, thank you. you. Really the only problem it. is, uh-oh, the only oh. problem is <laughs> the two of you are so great, you've made me want to start participating in s- the Sylph arena. No, no. I start us. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we are so glad that you want to participate. That's awesome. Yeah, totally. All right, continuing on to the email. So I suppose the first question is, where do I go to sign up for GoCast tournaments? I don't see anything in the Discord, so if you could point me in the right direction, that would be great. So let's pause there. Fish, where do they sign up for the GoCast tournaments? Well, we have a channel in the Discord called GoCast PvP. And when a tournament is created, we will tag everyone with the PvP role. So make sure you go to the Reaction Roles channel and make sure you've got that PvP role. And we just haven't run any tournaments lately because the Sylph Arena has been kind of in an off season because of the Continentals and Worlds tournaments. But... More will be starting up. The brand new season should be starting up this fall. Continuing on with the email. Secondly, I was wondering if you could help me come up with an ABB Open Great League team using no XL lead with Metacham and Buzzwole in the back. After the GoFest finale, I not only got a rank one Metacham mirror trading with my brother for XL candy, but the following day I mirror traded Buzzwole with a local that wasn't on my friends list and got a rank 133. I feel very fortunate getting a Buzzwole rank that highly considering it may be the only one I get for Great League. I really want to use these two new shiny toys together if you can make it work. If it's just bad, though, don't hesitate to say so. (laughs) Thank you for any help. Oh, and one last thing. On a scale of Chargebug to Superior, how long is this email? Cheers, Ken. P.S. Please bring back Tribird 3. GoCast needs more Canucks, especially Albertan ones. So thank you so much, Ken, for writing in. I really enjoyed when Tribird came on to record. Uh, I, he might be our second guest that gets more than one appearance. <laughs> we will have to see. But let's go back to your ABB team. I don't think it's bad to have two counter users in the back as your B and your B. But Fish, what would you recommend as an A? 
Well, Metacham and Buzzwall are both weak to flying and fairy, and there is one typing that resists both of those quite handily, and that is steel types. So I would probably recommend a Galarian Stunfisk or a Registeel as the A. I think that'll cover it pretty nicely. All right, then on a scale of Chargebug to Superior, how long is this email? So I want to say Mew, um, but how long is that tail exactly? Because, like, does the tail make it longer than a Superior? I have no idea. <laughs> the Pokedex tells you how tall something is, mm. but doesn't say how long something is. So we are in the Psychic event, so I'm going to say that this email is a drowsy okay yeah sure so mew and drowsy thank you again ken next we have a voicemail from tom from brighton hello chris kyle DeFi, and fish uh, this is tom from brighton in england i have a question relating to it being the end of season of go battle league as a mediocre player, I am just about scraping an ace ranking being just above 2,000. Um, are my end of season rewards going to be affected by my points? Um, so I'm not going to play for the last few days just to make sure I stay above 2,000. But is there any point to that? If I was to drop below an ace ranking, would I get less rewards? Um, does anyone know about this? I've looked on the internet and I can't find an answer anywhere. But if anybody knows, probably you guys know. Sorry for the long voicemail. Shiny vibes to everyone. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. We've got to apologise to Tom because we did not get to this in time and the answer's coming a little bit late. But we can maybe provide an answer for anyone who might be wondering this in the future. And the answer is no, it doesn't matter at all. So once you've hit ace rank, for example, the rewards will stay consistent with ace rank, even if you go down to like 1200 <laughs> after that. So just a concise way to say it would be that your rewards at the end of season correspond to the highest rank that you achieved in the go battle league for that season so for example i hit expert this season just barely and then i tanked all the way back down under 2500 so <laughs> under veteran rank even and i still got the rewards that corresponded to expert rank because it was the highest rank i achieved during the season yeah and i was exactly the same went up to expert tanked back down below 2500 so yeah can confirm all right, thank you so much for the voicemail, Tom. We really appreciate getting voicemails. Thank you so much. Next up, we have our shameless plugs. DeFi, what do you have to plug? I mentioned it earlier in the show, but I really just want to, again, encourage all of you to go check out the North American Continentals VOD or the YouTube video over at Team Rocket Academy. It was really, really fun to go through Bopper's run to become the North American champion in the self arena. I also just want to take a quick moment to shout out Mazer Gaming. Last season, they started doing something called Regional Rumbles, and they are back for this season. Mazer Gaming has been putting on practice tournaments 
to help people prepare for the Play Pokemon Championship series. They use the same platform. They use Challenge, which is what was used last year. It's double elimination, just like in the real Play Pokemon series. But it's practice. You can do it from home. It's a live remote tournament. The first one is Thursday, September 8th. Uh, So it's just tomorrow as of this recording. So it will probably already be passed. But please check out Mazer Gaming's Twitter. Check out their Discord because they're going to be hosting more of these. And it's a really good idea to get yourself prepared if you're going to be going to one of these tournaments. For me, we have a couple of competitions happening in the Pallet Town PvP discord server so we've got our ultra league draft coming back and i'm super excited for it we had 16 people signing up last time and it was a really nice number it made it like the picks went kind of deep so it put people just outside of their comfort zone which is just the best place to be like just on the fringes like where your toes are just barely touching the bottom of the water i think i want to get just I want to see if we can get just a little bit more this time. Um, so the Ultra League draft will be happening in about a week. If you want to sign up for that, head to the Palatown PvP Discord server and react to the announcement in the Town Crier channel. We've also got the Back to School Cup, which is a custom meta cup that is being run by one of our members where all the eligible Pokemon have been split up into subjects and you have to pick a subject and Pokemon in the A or B categories of that subject. It's a really cool concept and I am keen to pick my subject and take part in it. All right. And with that, I think that's a show. We love hearing your feedback. Uh, If you have questions or suggestions for Fisher for myself, or if you just want to send in some mail or a voicemail like Tom or Ken did, uh, you can direct your feedback to PVP Corner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more fish or more DeFi-E to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And with that, we'll chat next week. Thank you so much, Fish and DeFi-E. I feel a little bit more prepared for our event cups. I'm always so scared of them when I see them pop up because I never prepare in time. So maybe this time I'll dip into Psychic Cup now that I'm more with it and up to date. Kyle, I got to ask you first, by the way, it's PvP related, so it feels like it's important here. Are you going to try to to get any uh, progress done on that GBL special research pass? Not even a little bit. What? There's five steps for 500 wins, Chris. So no. Total. Total. 500 yes, wins total. Which if you average a 60% win rate, which is is quite high, all things considered. That's what, that's what I have. <laughs> yeah, but over uh, 1,000 games, can you manage a 60% win rate? No. Okay. So no, if I you can. manage a 60% win rate the entire time, it still will take you almost 900 games. Okay. To finish this research so is this a bad time to tell you that i committed to modders that i would finish it yes i mean no this is a perfect time but that is uh you're going to be doing a lot of ultra and master league probably to finish that. yeah i i think you're absolutely correct and i and i kind of am kicking myself for it right now but it's too late i already promised the man i'd do yeah. it so <laughs> I, I think that would have kind of been a nice compromise if it was a little bit of wins and a little bit of played so not just all wins, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but what I am liking about it is that I can stack all this extra stardust until there's a stardust event 
and then just like claim that entire page and pop a star piece? Well, yeah, but considering you can't start working on the next page, I would not be waiting for any kind of bonus in that. So, yeah, I, I feel like if I was really like, oh, there's nothing happening anytime soon, like with the next like week or so, then I'd be like, I actually, I can't even waste that time. I got to keep playing my games. Yeah, you, um, you finish all the star piece. You finish all 100 and just pop a star piece. That's your best bet, really. Good call. Good call. Okay. Well, anyway, sorry. I got so distracted with that. I appreciate I appreciate you giving me some uh, some tips there, Kyle, as well. Uh, could you give me a, one final hot tip? Where are we in the show again? It's time for emails. That's right. And we've got a handful of voicemails as well. This first one is from our friendly neighborhood wall rain. Hey, what's good, guys? This is your uh, neighborhood Walrein fan, uh, Walrein 1106. Um, just dropping in. This is my, my first voicemail slash email. How exciting. Kind of nervous. Might, might call back later. Um, <laughs> really, really appreciate what you guys have going on. The community the last few months. Um, season ago was like the most intense I've ever played the game. Um, it really has been, a, a, I think, more of like a game changer in my personal life, too. Just I've been able to lose like I think like 12 to 15 pounds ish since starting the the game. Wow. Um, I mean, in in terms of like 20 to 22 million experience and um, you know working through the the fitness challenge and everything, that's been a fun motivator. So, with that said, um, you know, looking at the at the Poke Poll of the week, uh, best babysitter by far and away has to be. I think it's like pre-Gen 6 Darkrai when Dark Void was 100% landing. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, there where, you go. where you could just leave the kid with Darkrai. Darkrai puts it to sleep, no problems. Might have a few nightmares and a couple scars after. But I, I tell you what, you know, kids are going to be pretty pretty calm for you uh, the entire time. So, again, we'd go with like pre-nerf Darkrai as uh, the best babysitter. Um <laughs> With that said, though, again, really appreciate the community. It's been super fun to be doing raids with everybody. And I went from a level 36 noob that didn't know how to quick catch and didn't know that attack IVs should be low for competitive and didn't know this and that to a savvy veteran uh, of, of the game now. And, and I, I, I like to think I've, I've picked up a few tips and tricks from all y'all on the podcast. Uh, but really nothing could be more exciting than being a girl dad on the horizon. Um, I've got a little, little kiddo coming in January. My wife and I couldn't be more hyped. And I, I really can't wait to uh, to break out the, the Pokemon Go and, and me uh, walks here in the future. So um, sorry, not sorry for the long, uh, long message. But uh, thanks again for your time and uh, have a wonderful day. All right. Well, Rand, I got to apologize. I didn't put your response after the Pokeball responses. I, I always just take a little look at the transcript of the voicemail, but I don't want to spoil the whole thing for me. But uh, my goodness, I loved the energy in that. <laughs> yeah, that is great. I also I love hearing somebody come in at, at a certain level of, of play and feel like they've been elevated. Yeah. From it. And, and that's, just, that's great because that's the goal. Exactly. Uh, and it's glad that it's I'm glad to hear that it's having such a positive effect on your life too. when the weight loss and all that sort of stuff. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But again, like you were also saying at the end of your voicemail, uh, I think the the biggest hype is absolutely about your incoming daughter into your life. So congratulations and uh, good luck. That'd be wonderful. 
Uh, we've got another voicemail here, up, and I don't remember if there was a name or not. I don't even have it titled as a name. I don't think there was one at the beginning, so <laughs> here we go. Good evening, Chris, Kyle. I'm going to apologize in the beginning for the overly long, drug-out voicemail I'm about to leave. However, I just finished listening to episode 204, and I want to say... Congratulations on episode 200. That's awesome. I have my own podcast for something that I do, and it is a struggle to continue to do it every single week and not miss. So good job doing what you do, even when you have to record at times. Uh, you were talking about a story about the gentleman found people you actually played with, and you guys were kind of talking about World of Warcraft and different games like that, and there are just so many stories I have from the past. Uh, there was a game called Tibia we used to play, and we met a couple of people who were literally countries apart uh, and just fell in love and ended up marrying each other. Uh, and then when we played World of Warcraft, we had a guild that, you know, again, we ended up finding somebody who lived close to us, um, more people than we thought, and had like a get-together in the middle of our state where half of our guild ended up coming and one of my best friends ended up meeting his now wife and mother of his children through that game uh, just by happenstance. When it comes to Pokemon Go, you were also mentioning uh, just that you love hearing about the new young players, and I have to tell you, I'm in the Navy, and when Pokemon Go first came out, we were out to sea, so of course our phones didn't work, and a couple of my friends had read about it, and we grew up with the original game. So we were excited to get back to port and try it out. So excited that while we were out on the flight deck waiting to pull in, once we got close enough to have phone service, we sneakily downloaded the game and started catching our first Pokemon in the bay outside of Norfolk, Virginia, when we weren't supposed to, and it was very interesting. (laughs) Played for a little bit and quit. And I now have a six-year-old son. When he was about mm, five, he was really starting to get into Pokemon, and he was watching the newer stuff, and it wasn't, I don't know, I just didn't really like it. So I started showing him the original one, and he started to get more and more into Pokemon, and it made me remember Pokemon Go. And I thought, how can I get him involved in Pokemon but keep him active? Mm. I know. I'll get him to play Pokemon Go. So, of course, like a great dad, I downloaded it for him on my phone, and and he knew so many more Pokemon than I did, <laughs> and always asking me, oh, Dad, what's that? What type is this? What type is that? And I had no clue, and I had to look at him and say, if you ask me about the original 150, buddy, I gotcha. And then he would look at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and, of course, I have to help him because he doesn't quite understand the dexterity part of it. And it got me liking the game so much that I had to see if I could find my old account. And I did, and was able to log in, put it on my work phone so that we can both play together. He's now gotten to the point that he can do it on his own, loves to evolve his Pokemon, loves to find new ones, loves to compare them with mine and tell me how many more shinies he has than I do, (laughs) and how jelly I am if he catches more, and, um, you know, it's just, it's fun. And so glad that we can go out together and do these things, Uh, and we went to our first community day, uh, earlier in the year, I didn't know what to expect, and it was very enjoyable. It was the uh, snuffle one. Was the very snuffle was the very first one we went to, 
and we had a blast. He thought it was great. He couldn't believe the amount of people were there and just that it was a big thing. And quite honestly, neither could I. Since then, we've continued to play, and he loves to look at it. And, of course, I found my own account because he wants to evolve everything and do these things. And I'm like, no, don't do that. And But I have to remember that he has to play his own game. I have to let him do it. Uh, so, of course, since so many things had changed, I had watched a lot of YouTubes and tried to find podcasts to understand how to help him and better understand the game and came across your guys' podcast, and I avidly listen every time I see a new episode so that I can look that much smarter to my six-year-old That's son right. when he asks me about some new Pokemon or some shiny that he gets, and I can tell him, oh, yeah, they just released that. Daddy knows. And I have you guys to thank for that. So keep doing what you're doing. Again, sorry for the two extremely long voicemails. Shiny vibes to you all. And hello from Indiana. Have a great time. Congratulations to you guys again on episode 200. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Awesome. That was great. <laughs> front to back. Front to back. That's so funny. I think we should change our tagline of our show to GoCast, helping moms and dads get good since 2017. <laughs> I don't even remember when we started this. Yeah. Uh, 2018. 2018. It, that's too funny. I love how your your kid was essentially like, Dad, get good. Come on. Yeah. Why don't Come on, you I got something this. more shiny than you? That's so funny. That is so, so funny. <laughs> Thank you very much for the voicemail. We have one more from Nicholas. Hello, GoCast. Nicholas from Belgium here. I was just listening to your podcast when I hear Tim, I think, saying he was also from Belgium. I, I think it's very funny because I, on the, I listen to a lot of podcasts, never heard somebody somebody from Belgium. I think it's really cool. Um, and uh, yes, I am going to use the tips that Tim said. And um, I want to say something. Um, I think there there is need for more research that are not for like an event. Because I'm stuck with a research that is evolve a sighter. I got one sighter and I got 27 candy or something. I can do a lot of raids and use rare candy, but I think it's a waste. And I think Niantic has to do more research with, like, catch this amount of Pokemon and not, like, catch 40 ghost Pokemon because it's really hard to find ghost Pokemon. And uh, I think that they um, need to think about that when they make research because I stopped playing Pokemon Go for like a year in current quarantine, which is really stupid because my friend didn't stop and has like a lead of 10 level on me. So yes, it was really stupid, I know. Um, But then was the site to research, and now I'm really struggling to get raw candy. So, um, yeah, that's the thing I want to let you know. Bye. All right, Nicholas. You know, it's funny you brought up Scyther as an example for that. Um, <laughs> because we were talking about 
the lack of scyther in the bug out event and so that must have been a bummer for you um sorry man now it's it's really interesting to hear this perspective because you know kyle and i are never in a spot where we're like i don't have enough candy to evolve this we're like i could evolve 100 of these if i really needed to you know like <laughs> so it's it's interesting to hear that and i i do I I do assume that Niantic considers these things because, you know, I, I know that their focus is absolutely on, and you can tell this from their advertisements. This is sort of where I'm getting this idea from. They have a big level of investment on uh, um, attracting and keeping new players right now because th- those of us that have been playing this game forever um, really won't leave. There's no reason to try to keep us around. They, you know, in, they increased the level cap. Yeah. That's good for end game players. <laughs> right? Don't break the game and you're good. Right, right. But the new player experience now is is so, so superior to what it used to be, you know. So I'm I'm curious if that is still a conversation topic for them when they talk about events. I, I assume it has to be. And maybe you just are having some bad luck, but all the same. <laughs> Old research is a bane for a lot of people. Kyle had that whole Magmar Electabuzz thing. Oh my god! Oregon, yeah. And uh, yeah. That said, Niantic could do a better job of of considering some stuff that players might be stuck on. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way to get an Aerodactyl right now. Like, I don't. I I could be wrong, but I don't believe it exists anywhere in the game at the moment. I don't. And it'd kind of be either. nice if. There was like a semi-rare task that was always available or something like that for the less common Pokemon that people might need for finishing these major researches like for Mew and stuff like that or Celebi or whatever you may have. Yeah. It definitely can feel bad to need a Cubone, which is not a rare spawn, and to not have one spawn for, you know, two months. Right, right. Yeah, I, I suppose we kind of take for granted how much patience is required for this game now that they have to rotate things around. It's mm-hmm. so funny because years ago we were talking about this exact problem as they were adding more and more Pokemon to this game. And we were like, they have to have it figured out by then. And Seasons is a good midpoint. Seasons is a great compromise, but it still requires yeah. you to wait three months at a time for some spawns. Yeah, it, it can be a frustrating experience for a newer player. Because you can wait that time and there's still no guarantee that it's going to show up. Like it will come back eventually. But like who wants to wait nine months to get a Gyarados, you know? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Anyway, great voicemail. Thanks so much, Nicholas. We have a handful of emails, not too, too many. Uh, So we're going to go over to those. All right. So I'll start us off here. This is from Dark Angel. Thank you, Dark Angel, for writing in. What's up, GoCast crew? Meant to write in last show, but I got busy slash lazy slash distracted. That's relatable. I had a pretty nice finale GoFest event. I actually went out to a local community meet uh, to play and made some new friends. Shout out to the Katy Texas Pokemon Go group. Shout out to you guys. I managed to walk away with a hundo um, buff mosquito along with a few shinies. Would have rather a Zerka tree, but I ain't complaining. Also, the host hosted a prize raffle of various uh, conditions, and I won for smallest CP Feromosa, excluding research catches. 1169 CP. Feromosa's name sounds like a drink. <laughs> I love it. I mean, there is Mimosa. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a good it's, reference. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> As for the Inke time slot, for me, it was horrible. I saw some Poochies, Murkrows, and very few Hound Hours. I don't know what the deal was with that. Not really bummed about it, though. For my Pokepole answer, I have to agree with Kyle. Lunala is so awesome. Also, I love night and the moon, so right up my alley. Though not confirmed, it's very much assumed. Come on, Pogo tease Cosmoam, the mid-evolution of Cosmog in the season trailer. It has to be Lunala and Solgaleo. Also, I hear Guzzlord is coming, so high five to that. I feel that the... I feel that for the season of light, that prism Pokemon should be introduced. Necrozma. No, don't do it. No, maybe near the end of the season, it will show up. That's probably a good bet. I'd have to say one last off topic subject really quick. If I may, Kyle, I heard you guys got back into destiny, but do you still play some Genshin? I just ascended my world and now everything is hard again. Sad face. I have learned to put more elemental mastery on my element only users for higher damage. Anyway, Sorry about that non-pogo bit. It's cool knowing we have other things in common, and I apologize for this guzzlord-sized email. Signed, Dark Angel. P.S. Dark types are awesome. All right, Kyle, uh, can you navigate that Genshin stuff? I have no idea what was just said. <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, I have not played Genshin in a little more than a month because a lot of other games have taken the focus, but they just had their 3.0 update, and I would like to go back and play uh, as for things being a little too hard in Genshin, because I can't help but give suggestions for some people, mm-hmm. you should check out a YouTuber named Zyox, which is Z-Y-0-X. They do uh, fantastic videos on how to make sure all of your characters are up to snuff. Now back to Pokemon. <laughs> yes, I'm jealous of your hundo buzzwool. <laughs> very. I'm very jealous of the buff mosquito. Yes. Yeah. So uh, awesome. Good for you. Very, very good luck for you, Dark Angel. Thanks for writing in. Our next email is from Kelvin, and they said, Happy Season of Light. Does that mean it's spooky season yet? My girlfriend and I have started a competition. Who can get the furthest through the GBL research? <laughs> so far, I'm, at, I'm winning at 40. But I absolutely love these new moves mixing up the meta. So much so, my Galarian Stunfist is currently on a much-needed vacation wherever Stunfists spend their vacations. Probably somewhere without water. They hate water. I think they just kind of like lie down. Yeah, they probably just just stay there. Just they anywhere. Don't need to move just anymore, anywhere. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot to give an answer for the Pokepole last week about babysitting. First off, it depends on who the Pokemon is babysitting. If it's the children that live behind me and have spent all summer kicking a football at our fence and screaming as loud as they can all day long, then I think Hydreigon will do just fine. <laughs> Not having children of my own, it would have to be able to babysit my cats. They have a habit of bringing frogs in at the moment. So I think Politoed, just so they can play together all day. And of course, they would stay hydrated. Just what cats love to do. Right, right. No, cats don't drink a lot of water. No, you have, <laughs> they, to, you have to bribe them. You have to bribe them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my cat drank a lot of water, um, but he was a good boy. But yeah, cats get most of their hydration from their wet food. That's hilarious. Maybe this polytoe would be a good thing for them. (laughs) Just water gunning water into their mouths. Oh, my God. (laughs) We are super excited for Scarlet and Violet to be released. So I think it's time to ask the question of what needs a new regional Spanish form. My idea would be Doduo that evolves into a flamingo called Flamenco, which would be a fire fairy type. A bright pink Doduo that has grown wings of fire. 
It would dance to evade attacks. And of course, the shiny would be black because black shinies are best. Changed my mind. Isn't that um, just the Bailey Oricorio? <laughs> a little bit. That said, shiny Gengar is black ish. So I think that kind of works against you there, unfortunately. <laughs> Quick question How many spoons would Mega Alakazam need to gain a steel typing? Ooh. Hmm. One more than however many we think it currently is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the number. That's the number. Yeah. So if you add, it's like changing, it's like changing a molecule. You add one more spoon, it becomes a completely different compound. Like, <laughs> hang on. Does does Alakazam have like a gravitational pull for spoons? Can I just like throw spoons at it and it'll add it slowly to the fan behind it? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Have a good one. Kel drinks custard. P.S. Have you noticed how Justin has never left a voicemail? Hashtag team voicemail. Ooh, Justin getting called out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Chris, mm-hmm. regional Spanish type form for Scarlet and Violet. How about a Tauros regional form yeah. <laughs> uh, for um, what's the word? Oh, my gosh. Matadors. Mm-hmm. like a, a matador stylized one so it could be it could be fighting because you fight the bull it could gain the fighting oh, yeah. See, there you go could it uh-huh. just be a minotaur could, Ooh, could that it just be it? it has <laughs> it just stands up and it gets like the matador cloak on one shoulder yeah. Cape ripped that, just completely ripped <laughs> so that was going to be my answer but Dang, how do I do this every time? I'm so sorry. I don't know. I mean, I definitely thought when you hesitated that I'm like, all right, I got one. And then you're like, no. But Mm -mm. I feel like that one almost writes itself and it would be a crime if they didn't have it, which means it won't happen. Right. But I want a Dunsparce regional. I don't know how it relates to Spain in any way. They can make it. I don't care. Just Dunsparce deserves better. (laughs) I'm trying to think. So I I think... I th- oh man, I'm I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but follow me on this, okay? Right? Okay. Spain is primarily Catholic, right? Uh, you're you're the one who would know this answer, not me. I, I believe that's the case. And then one of one of the saints is Saint George, who slayed that dragon. I know you've seen the the mural of Saint George, like putting a spear through. It looks just like a big snake, essentially. That's their dragon. Be cool Pro- if they probably. fashioned the regional Dunsparce after that dragon. Oh my god! I know it's a long stretch, but that literally <laughs> popped into my head, and I have no good excuse for why it did. But anyway, Kelvin, thank you so much uh, for the email. It's great. This next one is from Paul BD. Yo, Chris and Kyle. Yo, it's Hi. Paul. You know the listener, Paul BD. You know those long gym defenses you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. And then he says, check the attached screenshot. And here's this. Uh, but before we do that, sorry for the long gym defense. Signed, Paul Beatty. That's hilarious. He's got a Bidoof that's been in a, a shiny Bidoof that's been in a gym for 183 days. <laughs> that That's honestly incredibly impressive because I feel like shiny Bidoof was probably only added like like a year and some change ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and actually, pretty good. All of these are shiny. I'm going to save ourselves yeah, from saying they, shiny they every time. They are all shiny. There's this a Viper with 122 days. An Explorer Hat Pikachu, which is the best costumed Pikachu in my opinion. 24 days. A Galarian Ponyta, also 24 days. 
a Sneasel, but the costume from Fashion Week that one time. 21 days? Dunsparce 20 and a Ditto 20 days. I I also want to point out that right at the time of the Pikachu, Paul finally realized that they had a thing going on, and now all of them are named Jim something in some yep. relation. So the yep. Pikachu is Jim Explorer, and I'm like, that's that's actually hilarious. Yep, the Galarian Pony Toss, Jim Pony, and the Jim Pony just sounds like a name of somebody who owns a, a ranch. I'm Jim Pony. Nice to meet you. Call me Jim. Oh uh, and then the Sneasel is <laughs> and then the Sneasel is named Jim Attitude, and that's great. So the, the Ditto has two sets of quotation marks on each side of the word Jim. Jim. <laughs> what happened to Dunsparce? Why didn't Dunsparce get the treatment? Yeah, it's disrespectful of Dunsparce. Ah, uh, Dunsparce deserves better. That that's what this episode is all about. <laughs> But anyway, very impressive, and thank you for sharing, Paul. That's wonderful. Next email is from Fubuck. I apologize if I didn't pronounce it. Please correct me. Send I think there's email. no way that you didn't the, pronounce that incorrectly. The, yeah, there's of us no way I said it, it right, I, so I apologize. <laughs> we cut it out, but there was at least a full minute of us trying to say that name right. <laughs> hey there, Chris and Kyle. It's been a while since my last email. Hello again from Montreal, Canada. Home of the oh-so-elusive letter Q unknown, which was released during Montreal Safari Zone in September 2019. Wink, wink to Kyle. I remember, I think, when that happened now. Uh I'm thinking about it. Sad. Can't spell Montreal without a Q. (laughs) (laughs) It's right there. It's in the middle of the word. That's right. I myself have six of them chilling in my Pokemon storage, waiting on an opportunity to help someone who may have missed the event. Congratulations, team, on hitting the episode 200 milestone and looking forward to the next century of episodes. Oh, man. Oh, here we go. I hadn't read the emails yet. So this is this this, is it. We're all best for last. (laughs) I was wondering if you could share your thoughts on the poor quality of the boxes in the shop these days. It would seem like they continue to shuffle the boxes contents, making them less and less attractive. I find this to be counterproductive since it's pushing us away from these boxes as they are not really a good deal. What do you think about this? Keep up the great work and let's hope that another Canadian person, another Canadian in-person event will be coming soon. Shiny vibes to all and sorry for the long email. Cheers, Eric, a.k.a. Fubuck, because I have to I have to continue and commit. Even though I know I'm wrong at this point. <laughs> all right, Chris boxes they're trash they're disrespectful so for forget these boxes pretend these ones don't exist for the moment last boxes were already bad enough like they were borderline unpurchasable and i know because chris bought two of them at least i did that one of them because there was no incubators for about a week until those boxes came out and so i re-upped i bought a few of those for the incubators but but it had normal incubators a fair amount of them. Usually they gave like one or two and then your stack of supers. And they had, they gave me like five regular incubators and I think like 12 supers. These new boxes. Awful. It's atrocious from my perspective as somebody who loves to hatch eggs. And I tried to switch my mindset. I'm like, if I'm a raider, how do I feel about this? I don't feel about this. It's still bad. It's still a really, tra- really bad. Okay. All right, give, give me your opinion. I have to look up the, the first, the cheapest box, because that's the one that I feel like is the most offensive. The, the bronze, bronze box. box. Yep. You are you are actually paying 
50 poke coins more for one incense. That's what that box is because pokeballs and great balls don't actually exist in these boxes. They're an illusion. Don't look at them. So the ultra balls only count because they are slightly more rare, but still they don't really count. The cost of the bronze box is 150 poke coins and you purchase with those 150 poke coins <laughs> one incense, five ultra balls, <laughs> 10 great balls, and 20 pokeballs. You don't even need to do the math to figure out if there's value in that box for you or not. I can't really think of a situation where you would buy that box. I, just, I want to put in perspective. One incense is 40 poker coins. Right. So so even if money wasn't a problem for you, if you're just like, whatever, you know, I'm going to buy these. Like sometimes that's my attitude for the hatching boxes. I spend too much money on this game. That's not a that's not a, a mystery or a secret. But even if you had money, unlimited money, why would you buy this box? The incense is more effective and more efficient, sorry, more efficient to purchase in stacks in the shop than it is to buy 50 of these boxes. And you could just buy stacks of Pokeballs for a much better cost of value in the shop as well. I don't, I just don't know who this box is for. Niantic puts such a high value on buying Pokeballs. It's actually insane. Well, because that's the, that's the get, right? That's the, that's the margin of discretionary spending that that's the person that I just described, but they don't care how much money they spent on it. Those are the things they buy. You've seen me buy Pokeballs before when I've been in a dire situation. Yeah, and I I give you endless problems for it every time. And you're right. It's still not. It's justified. I would agree with you. But that's the sort of attitude in person that is for, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, we're, we're going to keep going over this because this is, like, <laughs> I'm personally offended by this. Yeah. And I'm currently sitting at 50 Pokecoins total right now. So I haven't yeah. bought anything in a in a little bit. Yeah. The second box, the hatch box, one star piece, five regular incubators, one super incubator, five pineapple. Wireless pineapple berries even there. For 780 poker coins. Oh. <laughs> now, a regular incubator is 150 coins and a super is 200. So if you wanted to be technical about it, the box is efficient, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. nobody cares about regular incubators except as like bonuses. Nobody here is buying 40 of these boxes to get their super incubators. Right. Exactly. Oh, the last box is just, it's the worst one. Okay. It's so bad. I'm, I'm ready. Can you let, let us the know. Catch box. Let's go. <laughs> the catch box. Five incense, two lucky eggs, a hundred great balls and twenty-five ultra balls for one thousand and ten poke coins. It's so bad, like <laughs> beyond bad. I can't imagine ever spending money on this. Yeah. And like I, I spend money like doesn't like it doesn't really matter. I don't spend as much as Chris, but it's like I don't think about how much I spend. If I need something, I will buy it. Yeah. And I would never buy these boxes. If the answer to the question, have you bought $100 worth of poker coins in one go, is yes, then you are qualified to have an opinion on these boxes for sure. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how much 
spend in comparison to another person. If you spend any money, you can look at these boxes and still be offended, you know? Yeah, I don't want to yeah. gatekeep just because I spend too much money on the game. But Yeah. It's just it's very strange to me because I I understand what's happening here. I get it. They're seeing what flies and what doesn't, really. They're they're testing to see what boxes still gets people to buy and what people don't want to buy anymore. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like after five years of selling boxes, they already have to have the information that they need for this. I would think so too. Okay, so beyond the contents of the box being bizarre, the price points I think are also very bizarre. One fifty, seven eighty, and ten ten. Ten ten is just kind of an obnoxious number in my opinion. The ten ten is is actually insulting. The other two are very like mobile gaming microtransaction-y type stuff. But yeah. So just looking at the poker coins that you can buy at at what price points. 100 poker coins is the cheapest for 99 cents. You'd have to buy two of those in order to buy one of the bronze boxes if you were just going to buy your coins, not earn them. The next one for five dollars is 550 poker coins. You could buy um, three boxes of bronze box or not even one hatch box. The next one is. For ten dollars, it's twelve hundred poker coins, and you could buy one catch box and not really have that much left over to really do much with. You could buy a catch box and a bronze box. You could buy a catch box and a remote raid pass. Yeah, I just you know you and I are really not ever. I mean, you're you're critical at times for sure, and you know I like to explore the other side of it, especially if there really isn't another side of it because it's a challenge. But in this case, I cannot in good conscience be like try to find a silver lining here I, I just can't find one i really can't i think bar none and ignoring everything else we've said here these are the worst boxes that go has ever had yeah if there has been a worse one it doesn't actually stick in my memory but i remember better ones <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely there used to be so much value in some of these boxes especially around december and maybe that's why they're testing these price points now because they know they're going to make us real happy hopefully with some value towards the end of the year holiday season because it's been traditionally rather good but i hope this isn't a sign that things are going to change in the opposite direction because i'm not a fan i like my supers and i hatch so many eggs why would they want to get less money from me now i don't understand i'm not using regular incubators i will say one saving grace it's not a positive it's just a saving okay. grace there's nothing worth hatching or rating right now to a extreme degree it's yeah. not like they just released a super relevant legendary pokemon yeah it's not Mewtwo or Rayquaza is good yeah. but like you don't need it right right so it's it's not like they did it at a time where they knew they would gouge people for incubators because that has also happened in the past yeah and even so i mean the seasonal bonus is you get two free daily raid passes for spinning photo discs and this upcoming event for deoxys raid day they give you five five of them so, you know, uh, it, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. I, I, you know, everybody else has been really negative about this. And quite honestly, we were like, if we don't talk about this, it's just a bad move. So thank, thankfully it was in an email here. And I think this might be the first time that you and I are like on the same level of offended by this. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, it's absolutely crazy. All right. Well, anyway. 
on that fun, fun, fun note, we're going to wrap up the show here. So if you'd like to send us an email or a voicemail like these fine folks did, you can send emails over to mail at You can send voicemails to us via calling at 262-586-7717. And I believe the upper limit for the call length is three minutes. So bear that in mind when you call. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true or not. I think that's the case. Um, Sounds right. Yeah. Visit our website for all things GoCast. That's GoCastPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, not our only, but might as well be our only social media account. I will eventually delete that Facebook page, I promise you. On Patreon, you can help support us. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. That's monetary support if it's in the cards for you. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Thank you so much to Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Sports, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Monters, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, and Steven. Thank you so much for helping us keep the digital lights on. We appreciate you so very, very much. And if you'd like to help support the show, but, you know, monetary means are not an option for you or you have already done so and are like, I would love to help support the show even more. You can leave us a review on any podcatcher that has review infrastructure, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're on the mobile app and all the good stuff. It's free for you to do so and helps us out immensely. Thank you so, so much. I think the last thing we have to do here, Kyle, is set some goals. And that's a Psychic Spectacular uh, this week and uh, Deoxys Raid Day if we choose to participate. So what are you trying to do this week? Well, I'm definitely not doing Deoxys Raid Day. So that's that's that. Okay. I'm going to do this level 47 requirement. One of them. I'm not going to do the win 30 raids because I know that's not going to happen this week. But the 1500 CP or less three star that'll that'll get done okay. for sure. I'm going to say uh, 600,000 experience and take part in the Clefairy commotion. Make sure that I like at least witness what's going on there because I know I have plans that night. Yeah, but it's maybe there'll an... be a surprise research or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm really hoping. If if there's a research, completing that is, is part of the goal. Okay. So you can, you can write that down. <laughs> okay. For myself, I want to do at least 1 million experience. I'm now within throwing distance of level 50. I have less than 10 million experience to go. Let's yeah. go. Uh, so at least 1 million. I'd like to do more, um, but that's my minimum. Two shiny Deoxys. I'm hoping to do just a, a handful of raids. And if the shiny raid is boosted, huzzah. You know, <laughs> and I would also like to see what all the commotion is about for this Clefairy event as well. And that's going to do it. So thank you so much for listening all the way through, dear listener. We appreciate you so very, very much. And we'll see you next episode. That'll be episode 207 next week. Until then, shiny vibes. Good luck. Have fun. Enjoy all these events that are happening right now. It's great. It's a good time to work on that psychic metal. If you don't have your platinum yet, <laughs> get to it. All right. Oh, and one more last minute reminder about the contest that uh, Fish and DeFi are doing. Again, the rules are make any Pokemon your buddy and name it a pun on a celebrity's name. Screenshot it, put it on Twitter and use the hashtag GoCastNamingContest. Uh, or if you're a patron, we're going to make a specific channel for it as well. You can post them there. And then it's going to be the best one judged by the two of them. And the winner will get a $20 iTunes or Play Store gift card. So don't forget and good luck. 
Again, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.